shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. When I started taking Claritin D about two months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What is good, fam? Welcome to episode, I can't believe I'm going to say this, episode 10, episode, yes, the 10th episode in a row of a podcast that yours truly, Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman and Chibol Cabello, has decided to sit down and pump out 10 of these episodes. I, I simply can't believe this has happened. For those of you OGs that have been on this podcast journey for a long time with me, you know, I've started... I don't know how many podcasts, four podcasts, and I never make it past five episodes. But this one, and let's just be honest, because the beautiful Annie F. Downs decided to print out a piece of paper where I had to sign my name in ink and commit to 50 episodes in one year. Well, that's why you know that every Thursday you guys are going to wake up with a new episode of Fill in the Blank. Excuse me, it's not Fill in the Blank. That's my old podcast. That's how confused I am. This is human hope. Carlos, this is human hope. This isn't fill in the blank. This is human hope. Fill in the blank was the old podcast that lasted seven episodes. This one's gone 10 and it's going to go 20. It's going to go 30, 40, 50. It's going to, I don't know. Let's go 30,000 guys. Let's do it. I am so honored uh, that you guys, I say it every week. I just can't believe that so many people are listening to this. And just as much as I can't believe some people listen to this, I can't believe that I'm doing this. I can't believe that we're 10 episodes in 10 weeks in a row. We have, we've had some heavy, heavy talks. We've had some deep talks. We've had a couple silly talks. Mostly I would say they're deep talks, but today, today we're going to lighten the mood. Today we're going to turn the mic around from me to you. What do I mean by that? Well, listen, it's a party up in here. It's a celebration up in here. Since we're, to, I'm not going to wait till 100 episodes to have a party. No, 
We're partying in episode 10. When you've got whatever Enneagram number I am that like can't complete a project because it's squirrel. Oh, there's there's something else over there that that I I, I love and is really shiny. 10, 10 of anything is a big deal. Ask my wife. If I do something 10 times in a row, that's a bit. Give me an award. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this an award ceremony. I'm going to make this a celebration. This is a party today. And you guys are the guests of honor. Not only are you the guests of honor, you are the entertainment. You are the valuable words of hope that everybody is so desperate for. What do I mean by that? Well, this is what I mean. Today's episode is all about you and all about where it is you have found hope in the last six months to a year. You know, on my Instagram, if you were following up on, well, which was today, May 5th. So while you're listening to this, it's going to be at least May 6th. um, I put on my Instagram, I said, hey, listen, I would love for you guys to give a little listener love. I would love for you to swipe up and in a voice memo, tell me something very hopeful that is going to bring hope to all the Human Hope listeners. So it can be a story. It could be a story of, um, you know, healing in your life. It could be a story of blessing in your life. It could be a miracle story in your life. It could be anything that you feel like when you share the 60 seconds or 15 seconds or 90 seconds of hope, somebody listening on the other end is going to feel hope. And can I just tell you, you guys left over seven hours of content, seven hours of content, which there's good news and bad news. The good news is I've got enough content for seven hours of human hope shows. The bad news is I ain't going to make a seven hour show. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold these, I'm going to hold these dear to my heart. As I was listening to most of them, um, I wanted to weep because your stories are so beautiful. And I was being filled with so much hope because of each and every one of your stories. I mean, there were stories of tragedy that turned into beauty, like beauty from ashes. There were, there were stories of tragedy that you haven't found the beauty yet, but you know the beauty's coming. That there was all sorts of stories that I know are going to encourage those of you that are in need of hope, that are in need of seeing that, you know what? It happened to somebody else. Guess what? It may be able to happen to me. And you guys are giving that to each other. That's what I love about this episode. It's you guys. It's who you are. Encouraging each other with your own stories. There's nothing better than encouragement when you're in the midst of a difficult season. I can speak firsthand to this. Yes, in my life. Yes, I've had difficult seasons that many of you have gone through with me because you've just been on the Insta Familia journey. But but I'm not just talking about deep things. I'm I'm talking about like some of you guys just may need some encouragement, some hope, some pep in your step today because j- just you just me might be having a sucky day. And I'm here to tell you that you, you'll never know how much it means to somebody else when you actually see them in the middle of their struggle, even if it's a tiny struggle. You know, I, I think sometimes we don't we don't recognize that even small struggles can uh, be accelerated through if we just encourage each other. Case in point, if you've been paying attention on Instagram, the last 14 days, I, Carlitos, have become a runner. I am a runner now. 
When's the last time I ran before 14 days ago? I don't know. Years. Decades, maybe. I mean, I ran in high school. But I'm in my mid-40s. Running in high school don't matter no more. So, like, things are hurting in different spots on my body that I never knew would hurt. And I decided to become a runner. But can I tell you something? I could never have become a runner and stayed consistent the last 14 days had it not been for my coach on the Nike Run Club app. I don't even know his name. He tells me his name every day, but I'm just that bad friend that doesn't remember his name. But every single day he's like, listen, you made it for another run. I'm so proud of you. Put one foot in front of the other. You are a runner. You are an athlete. You are basically Lance Armstrong. Like you are a triathlete. Like you, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And so like I can be in the middle of my run, little 14 day runner here. And you know, I'm 35 minutes into a run. My right knee's hurting. I'm like, my, my lungs are falling apart, collapsing. And all of a sudden, runner coach dude from Nike is like, hey, I know that you feel bad right now. I know. But can I tell you something? I feel bad just like you do all the time. But guess what? I made it through my run and you're going to make it through your run. And next thing you know, I'm like, boo, boo. I'm running faster and faster. And I'm getting it going. And I get to the end and I feel amazing. Why is it? Oh, because a homeboy Nike Run Club app guy. And so I'm here to tell you. You guys are about to be Nike Run Club app guy for each other. You guys have some of the most incredible stories, stories of overcoming sickness, stories of overcoming financial woes, stories of, of, of making it um, in your education, stories of babies that should never have showed up that suddenly are here, stories of love, stories of overcoming COVID and all kinds of other things that 2020 has thrown our way. So I'll be honest with you. I don't know what this is going to look like. This is just a beginning podcast. This thing could last 20 minutes. You guys, you guys may be like, you know, after 20 minutes, like, okay, that's enough stories and you log off. I don't know. I don't know. There's no data analysis on, on what shows like this look like. I know that you guys like shows where I sit and I teach for an hour. I know that you guys like shows where I interview somebody for 40 minutes. I don't know if you like shows like this, but guess what? I don't really care right now because I do. And this is episode 10, so I'm going to do what I want to do. And what I want to do is give it to you. Oh, I'm a poet and I didn't know it, but that's what we're going to do. So, amigos and amigas, ladies and gentlemen, I am here officially to turn the mic around. And I'm going to let you guys give some hope to each other. You guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, so we're going to start off strong. Not that they're all not strong, but we are going to start this journey out strong. We're going to hear from Cassie. Cassie has been struggling with something for not a year, not five years, for a decade. And let me tell you, this is going to encourage all you hopeful mamas out there, not just Cassie, but a few other friends speaking behind her. Hopefully this encourages you and gives you a little bit of hope. Here you go. Start it off, Cassie. After 10 years of infertility struggles and a failed IVF transfer, four failed IUIs, and three miscarriages, I am currently 29 weeks pregnant with a little girl and will get to be a mom this July. We're foster parents and we got a phone call right after Thanksgiving about a baby who 
was left at the hospital. We picked him up when he was two days old. We got to name him and he is perfect. He is the sweetest, happiest, cutest little baby ever. And we are starting the adoption process. Hello, my name is Stephanie and I am from the Chicagoland area. The greatest thing that has happened to me in the last year was that I found out I was pregnant and then my beautiful son was born in December and he has just been such a blessing to our family. Hi, I'm Rhonda from Michigan and we finalized my son's adoption in February. Best thing to ever happen in the last year, after four miscarriages, one failed adoption, I got to hold my sweet, delicious, and amazing six pounds, 11 ounces baby boy in May 20, 2020. Best thing ever. Okay. I, um, I didn't, uh, I don't know if I prepared my heart specifically for the tears that were going to come. We're only four in, or is that five? After four miscarriages, one failed adoption. There's hope still here, guys. Um, ready for some more? (laughs) All right, let's keep going. Hi, my name is Jenny Purcell. I live in Augusta, Georgia, and I have a little baby boy who has a rare chromosomal abnormality called trisomy 13. And he was only supposed to live a few hours after birth, and he turned a year old October 30th, and he turned 18 months old, so a year and a half old, on April 30th. So we've had two huge milestones over the past six months. He's been on hospice since he came home at eight weeks old, and we spent the whole pregnancy um, being told eight days was the average lifespan of a little, of a baby for what he has. So we are thankful to have had him in our arms for 18 months. Hi, I'm Lydia. I'm from Austin, Texas. Um, the best thing that happened to me in 2020 was my uh, pregnancy in my 43 years old. It was my first pregnancy and I gave birth to a miracle baby boy. Um, I cannot be more grateful how God um, let that happen through my old <laughs> age buddy and um, yeah we love the miracle and the surprise um, together with my husband who is uh, 47 years old um, we right now um, we're like uh, playing and having fun as the whole family like we were as a kids yeah so that's that's pretty awesome that is amazing that would be like me and Heather having a baby More power to you. Let's keep going, friends. After a decade of severe medical debt and nearly losing my husband, we are debt-free, both gainfully employed, healthy with three children, the third being a bonus child after a nine-year attempt. Um, So we are happy, healthy, debt-free, 
and here for anything and everything coming our way. Aloha, Anonymous from Honolulu. I have quit smoking for over three months now after 22 and a half years of being a cigarette smoker. Yay me! Hi friends, my name is Brandy and I'm calling from Anchorage, Alaska. I wanted to say the good thing happening to me is I am about to graduate from college with my undergrad in business hoping to move directly into my MBA here in the next six or seven months. I did not go to high school. I went to part of ninth grade and dropped out, you know, due to just some home issues. I eventually got my GED when I was about 18, uh, but I am in my early 30s and yeah, about to graduate from from college with my undergrad. So I just wanted to say anything is possible. I definitely did not think I would be this far in my education goals, but you know, the time is going to pass anyways, so you might as well do that thing that you're scared of. I am so happy that I decided to go back to school. The time is going to pass anyway, so you may as well do that thing that you're scared of. (laughs) Okay, Brandy. Okay, can we just just take a break for a second? (laughs) I am. Um, okay, so when I started the episode, I was like, oh, this may be cute. And as of right now, I'm about to run through that freaking brick wall to my right. You guys, you guys are the hope army. You are hope dealers. You're the ones that I've been looking for my entire life. The community, it's you guys. And I'm so, so grateful. I want to hop in here for just a second and. Um, I, I want to talk about something for a second because we, we, what, when you hear stories like this, inevitably what it does for most people is it, it brings hope up. But I do want to acknowledge those people who have been waiting for the answered prayer, uh, who have been waiting for, uh, what feels like forever for their miracle to happen, right? For their miracle baby to show up for their miracle, um, healing to happen for whatever diagnosis it was for, uh, for them to, uh, finish college and, and find the finances to, to get there. And I just want to let you know that I know what it feels like to wait for a long time. And I know what it feels like to hope for a long time, but what I don't want you to do is to make an agreement with a lie that it's never going to happen because the truth is, is that it may, and guess what? It may not, you're, you're completely right. But why in the world would we want to coexist in the space where we're believing that it may not, when the truth is, it's just as likely to happen as well. So what I would rather do in those seasons of long-standing waiting, right, is, is just to continue to believe that it's going to happen. You know, there's, I mean, psychologists will say that, that, our words are so powerful. I talked about this in other episodes. I was thinking it was in the episode of anxiety. That's why I don't say that I, I have anxiety. I say I'm going through a season of anxiety. So just know, A, that if you're in a season of long suffering, that I understand that it is hard and that I am hoping that you're going to hear these stories and that they will press you into hope press you into hoping for your miracle. 
because I'm telling you, all I did was open up my Instagram for 12 hours and I got over seven hours of miracle voicemails from you guys. And I know it's hard and I, and I understand that, you know, this isn't something that you can just necessarily uh, hope for without a little bit of help. And so let's talk about maybe where we can find some help. You guys, um, you know, I'm a big believer in therapy. I'm a huge believer in therapy. I, I, I've been to more therapy than most people that I know combined, right? And I, I want to tell you about a sponsor that we have on this week's episode. Um, and the sponsor is BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. And what BetterHelp does is offer affordable counseling online. One of the, one of the biggest things I get from people is, hey, Carlos, I can't afford therapy. I can't afford counseling. But I'm here to tell you that therapy is financially available and accessible to all you guys. Let me tell you for just a second what BetterHelp does. What BetterHelp does is they assess your needs and they actually match you with your own licensed professional therapist, not just a counselor. These are professional therapists. You get to connect in a safe and private environment. And what I love about it is you can literally start communicating in under 48 hours with your own private therapist. It's an incredible opportunity. It's an incredible platform that they've built for people like us that maybe don't want to show up in a therapist's office and bump into somebody that we know. Now, one thing that it's not is it's not a, a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actually professional counseling done securely online. Okay, you can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, right? That's what we don't want. So what I love about BetterHelp is they're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. So if, if like you're with one counselor and it's not vibing, guess what? You can find another one. And it's way more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And also financial aid is actually available. It doesn't matter where you live. You can live anywhere on the planet. I've got a lot of people that live all over the world that listen to this podcast. It is for you. So. This is what you guys need to know. Whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, grief, LGBTQ things, self-esteem, anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, but most of all, it's affordable. So, so what I want you guys to do, I want you to head over to my special set up by BetterHelp website and it's betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash human hope. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash human hope. And as a listener, you guys will get 10% off of your first month while you actually join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash human hope. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments 
Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the show. All right, let's get back to it. One of the things that really, really encouraged me and my family uh, when Sohela, my daughter, was battling um, her illness, histoplasmosis, in the hospital in 2019, 21 days in the hospital. Can I tell you what was encouraging to me in the midst of my family's crisis with sickness was other people letting me know how they had overcome their sickness. Now, I'll be honest with you. There were times, you know, day 18, where I'm like, God, everyone else was saying they got out in five days. What's taken, you know, and, and where my spirit would be crushed a little bit. But can I tell you something? Now, when I look back, hindsight being 2020, I see, I, I just see how Sohela's story was going to impact so many other people. So this right here is going to be for those of you that are facing any sort of illness or sickness, just so you can hear from other people who have overcome because the truth is healing is possible. I'm Annie from Minnesota. On October 3rd, 2020, my husband went into a sudden cardiac arrest while he was being monitored at the Mayo Hospital in Rochester. After 96 minutes of intense CPR, they were able to successfully place him on an ECMO machine. And for the next 14 days of his life, he was sustained by machines, including the ECMO machine, dialysis, and a ventilator. And today, he is 100% back to himself. While we don't know exactly the culprit, we know that God works amazing miracles in amazing ways. My name is Crystal Bowen. I'm calling from Oregon and I freaking beat cancer. I was declared in remission just about two months ago. And so that's pretty much the best thing that's happened in the last six months for me and my family. My dad finished his treatments for stage three lung cancer in April of 2020 and all of his follow-up scans have been clear. Praise the Lord. My name is Shannon, and I am from Pompano Beach, Florida. Uh, in late December, I was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer one week after losing my job. It was a crushing blow to an already terrible 2020. Um, in early January, I decided that I couldn't do it on my own, and I... Uh, reached out for help. I asked family, friends um, for support, and I was absolutely, utterly blown away by those that rallied around me. Hundreds of people, friends, family, and even complete strangers on the internet uh, raised more than $25,000 to help cover medical bills. Strangers showed up at my door with food and supplies. Friends came and did my laundry. 
I was overwhelmed by the encouragement and support that I received, and it definitely filled me with hope, and it carries me through as I'm still undergoing um, treatment for um, cancer, but I am, again, filled with hope um, by the kindness of people. Really, really amazing. Hi, my name is Robin, and I'm from the St. Louis area here in Missouri. I was diagnosed with three brain aneurysms. The miracle in that is that these aneurysms were found before they ruptured. I had a procedure that was to put a flow diverter in one of the arteries to cut off the flow of blood to two of the aneurysms as they were side by side. The procedure was done. I recovered wonderfully. Six months later, I had a scan and the scan did indeed show that the two brain aneurysms where the flow diverter was placed were completely gone, vaporized, essentially healed. My neurologist does like to remind me that I still have one unsecured brain aneurysm, and I like to remind him just the same that it is not unsecured. It is secured in Christ. And that's my story. This is Debbie from Arizona, and after a year and a half, multiple surgeries, multiple chemotherapies, the last-ditch effort chemotherapy for my husband has worked, and his cancer is almost gone. That is a miracle in itself. So, yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, that is a great thing. Thank you, Debbie. Friends, there's hope. Friends, you have hope. Friends, you can declare your hope over people around you every day. If you got something that's happened to you, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with others. And what you feel in your heart right now is literally going to explode in the hearts of others. And that's what we desperately need as a human race. Let's get some more. Come on. Keep going. I ain't done yet. Let's go. Hi, this is Lori from Muhammad, Illinois. And my great news is that I survived a very terrible car accident on January 5th of this year. And I've had lots of hard days since then. I still have a lot of physical issues from the car accident. But every time something is hard, I just remember how lucky I am to be alive. Howdy, this is Catherine from Austin, and during the last six months or a year, our oldest son really was struggling, and COVID brought him home from college, and he circled back, and we got him back, and it was amazing, and he has done such fruitful things in college, and is growing in to be one of the finest human beings I know, and I'm not saying that just because he's my kid, but I'm so proud of him, so it's such a gift. Hi, I'm Ray Grace, and I'm from Richmond, Virginia, and I got into my dream school, Notre Dame. Hi, Carlos. It's Julie from Idaho. Hey, just want to let you know, in the past year, God has been so good to me. I was able to leave a toxic marriage, and my teenage girls, 16 and 18, were able to greatly improve their symptoms of depression and anxiety. Both are on less medication now, and my oldest one is no longer self-harming. So God is good, and He has done so much in our quarantine year. Hope you're having a great day. Hi. Um, the greatest thing, I think, it's going back to school. I'm 45 years old today, 
and I got the chance to get back to school to make a diploma and in a foreigner land in France. So um, at my age, I wouldn't expect to, to, to study again or to study because I wasn't, I wasn't good at school. And uh, somebody who believed in me, um, so now I am, he, he, uh, she said, uh, oh, you got to get back to school, get a diploma and you will see, you, it will be great. And so, um, yeah, I'm really, really happy uh, because uh, besides the pandemic, I could get to, to school and to keep my job at the same time and get a diploma and uh, yeah, couldn't believe that. Um, this is the greatest thing and it gives me hope and give me um, a fresh new start um, at my age. So yes, this is the greatest thing in this past <laughs> year. Hey Carlos, Pat Burns here from beautiful downtown Hearst, Texas. And just wanna let you know that the best thing that's happened to me over the last six months is I lost 63 pounds. This is Timon from Glenview, Illinois, and this year my son learned to read. Hey, this is Mara from Connecticut. I am a nurse, and I am four years behind on getting a mammogram, and because I, I was afraid, and I finally made the appointment, and I went for the mammogram on Monday, really is not painful not a big issue the woman um, the technician that helped me was awesome and got my results today and everything is normal so happy to report that I should practice what I preach and I'm proud of myself for going thanks hi this is Sam from Wilmington North Carolina and the greatest thing in the past six months that's probably had me that's just a blessing is I have had terrible driving anxiety for like ever since I was 18 years old and like couldn't drive, couldn't go anywhere, like was just scared. And like the past six months, the Lord has just helped me to overcome it in such an amazing way that like now I can drive anywhere. Like, sometimes I still get a little nervous, but I always speak the truth that I am an overcomer in Christ and that He died on the cross for me to be free from all that garbage. So, that has just been the best thing ever. And having a car that is fully paid off, I don't have to worry about it. And it's a safe car, and I love it. His name's Harvey. He's the best. So, yeah, that's just been... Oh, it's so good. Oh, Sam... Sam, Sam, raising the bar. Uh, I've got a new rule that you are not allowed to call the Human Hope Hotline. The Human Hope Hotline. Is that what we're going to call this thing? Is it a hotline? I don't know what it is, but you're not allowed to call it unless you are filled with whatever Sam is filled with. Because, girl, you got joy deep down in that heart, deep, deep down in that heart. And also, let's be honest, unless you're Sam from North Carolina and you've got an accent like that. How in the world could you not 100% think that that's the most adorable accent on planet earth? 
Uh, you can't be from whatever part of North Carolina Sam's from, talk like that and not be everyone's favorite person, right? Sam, you're everyone's favorite person. Um, I, I don't know if I have any emotional bandwidth left. I know we're only 33 minutes into this bad boy. And I know I normally do like 45 to an hour long episodes, but I am emotionally exhausted. You, do you guys ever um, binge on soldier homecoming videos? <laughs> like, do you guys ever do that? My family, I don't know why we do this to ourselves, but we have a tendency. Um, you know, we're just you know sitting on sofa watching Stranger Things or Handmaid's Tale or whatever it is that you know families watch together. Uh, anyway. Um, and then it's like, you know, let's watch one Soldier Homecoming video because there's like people on YouTube. And I'm sure they make thousands of dollars on advertisements and they don't care. They don't really care about what's happening, but they they put music behind these Soldier Homecoming videos. And you're watching these families that have not seen their loved ones for months or years. And the kids are at school or the, you know, kids are opening their presents at home on Christmas. And then like mom, who's been in Iraq, pops out of the present and is like, oh my gosh. Or like dad walks into the, uh, there's one where dad walks into high, into high school and like his son's probably, probably junior high, probably like eighth grade, awkward and trying to be cool. But when he sees his dad, he like gets up, sprints, jumps up on him like he was five years old, wraps his legs and arms around him. And I'm like, oh my God. This is a mess. Wiping snot. I'm sorry for if you guys have me in your ear right now, but like wiping snot off my nose. And there's something just oh, healing about crying like that. There's something healing about uh, just being able to see goodness from other people, see healing in other people. And it heals you, right? It does. Um, so I know I said that I don't know if I've got any more capacity in me to emote with some of these stories, but I'm telling you, I've only put, I don't know, 25 minutes of your stories on here and I got seven hours. What do you guys think? You want, you want a few more? Do, do you guys have a few more in you, a few more minutes in you to be inspired by stories of hope from your fellow human hope familia. I think you do. And if you don't, I'm a play some anyway. We got a few more left. Um, again, I'll, I'll play one. I'll play a couple of people that have found healing from sickness, a couple that of, of people that have found healing uh, and hope in their finances. Uh, maybe some love stories. Uh, maybe some people that have gotten over something that's happened in COVID. And, and just some other generalized, you can do it kind of thing. So here's a few more messages of hope from you to you. Here we go. Hey, Carlos, this is Bonnie from Longwood, Florida. I just want to say I love your podcast, but the greatest thing that has happened to me over the past year is that I contracted COVID, which is not the greatest thing. But my stepson, who has Duchenne muscular dystrophy, is on a ventilator and is wheelchair bound, did not get the COVID. And he is already one shot into his vaccine. God is good. He is the one that protected him. And I am so thankful. Hey, Carlos, this is Kim from Virginia. 
The best thing that's happened to me recently was my five-year-old daughter getting to hug and visit her 87-year-old great-grandparents for the first time in two years, thanks to all adult parties being fully vaccinated. Her great-grandmother has started having memory issues over the last year, so my daughter getting to have that time with the woman who is such an important part of my life is something that I'm going to treasure forever. Hi, this is Sarah from Washington, D.C. And honestly, my miracle is that I woke up this morning to the news that Italy is reopening on June 15th. And I have a trip scheduled for October. And honestly, the like realization that it's actually going to happen and it's not just one more thing I have to cancel had me in tears this morning. So... Guys, slowly but surely, it's happening. And so, you know, keep the faith, keep going. We've got this. The most recent amazing thing that has happened is that my husband just got approval from his boss to permanently work from home. Now that comes out to, between commuting and everything, about two and a half extra hours per day with the love of my life. And he can be present with the kids when he is home. And that is, of course, when he's not traveling for work, which does happen. But it's just, it's been a huge blessing this last year. And I am just really excited that it gets to continue forever. After being laid off uh, due to COVID in October 2020, um, this week, I finally got to the second interview or second round of interviews, rather, um, for a job that I really want. Um, While I don't have the job, it was just a gleam of hope um, uh, after a very dark time for me. So I'm super excited and it's just kind of restored my confidence. Hey, Carlos, this is Melissa. I'm from California. I haven't dated in over eight years and I went on match and I met a really super nice guy, like the nicest person I've ever been with in my whole life, including my ex-husband, and it's going great. There's hope. Hey, Carlos. Um, The greatest thing to happen to me in the past six months was getting my cat, Nelson. I adopted him, and I heard that he was a very cuddly, affectionate guy, and little did I know he's basically the therapy cat I didn't know I needed. I had never had animals growing up and kind of just had friends telling me I should get an animal um, now that I live on my own and it was totally worth it. Thanks. Hey, this is Becca from Atlanta, Georgia, and this is an amazing idea. I love that you are collecting stories of hope um, and miracles. Um, I think it's something we all need and thank you for inviting people to be a part of it. Um, I would say that for my family in the last six to um, 12 months, definitely before a little before COVID hit, um, you know, something that really should have torn apart our marriage, um, something that's been building since really 2011. It's been kind of a thing that um, my husband and I have had to battle and, and keep choosing. Um, but we, um, we buckled down on some major financial debt burden um that was um huge like 
it's, it's hard to explain, but for those out there that suffer under this burden, you know how desperate you are for a miracle. You're, you're desperate um, for some, for like a quick fix or something. And, you know, we couldn't have that, right? It, it took work. Um, but the miracle, uh, and, and just, I guess, long story short, we, we were able to pay off this um, massive amount. And the miracle in that, though, was the being able to be vulnerable to another couple of people with the whole truth and their acceptance and love to walk uh, to walk with us as we tackled it which frankly I'm gonna get choked up is marriage saving <laughs> it's marriage saving because you have someone there that kind of keeps going with you and I think even COVID can't steal away connection and um, so the miracle really isn't the paying off but the coming together and the working together so I hope that gives people out there hope. Thank you so much. The greatest thing that has happened to me in this last year was um, I'm a widow with two kids living in Silicon Valley and someone blessed me uh, with a down payment to buy a house. I'm a widow who is going to be able to buy a house in California. It's a miracle. Praise be. Hey there, Carlos. This is Ellie, part of the Insta Familia, messaging from Houston, Texas. And I've got to say, the best thing that's happened to me in the last year is probably meeting the love of my life. Hi, I'm Brittany and I'm from Michigan. When I was in high school, I was told that I would never go to college. Not only did I finish college, but this last weekend, I finished my 94 credit master's with not only Latin honors, but also graduation awards. I'm not that smart and I have to work hard for my grades, but if I can do it, so can you. If I can do it, so can you. Thank you, Britt. That's inspiring me. I'm overwhelmed (laughs) with inspiration from you guys. And yeah, I've got a couple more left. I I mean, if we're going to do it, we may as well do it. We're celebrating 10 episodes (laughs) of the Human Hope Podcast. And I'm celebrating it with you guys. Uh, Hey, listen, just real quick. If you feel like celebrating something after you've done it one time, five times, or 10 times, instead of 150 times, it's okay. Ain't no shame in your game. It's okay. Celebrate it. And as you celebrate it, make sure everybody knows that you are proud of yourself. All right? It's okay to have a party for yourself. That's what I'm doing right now. And you guys are the party favors. You, you guys are the ones that are making me happy. You guys are the gifts that I'm giving to everybody else. So I got a couple extras. These are like the bonus hope dealing dealers. <laughs> you get These are the bonus ones, all right? We got a few more left, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this celebratory 10th episode party here at the Human Hope Podcast. You guys are inspiring. Here's a few more, then I'll be back. We'll close it out and I'll give you a couple more things that I need you to do. Here we go. Take it away, friends. Hi, I'm Annie from Indianapolis. And about a year ago, I was dating a guy who did not know how to dance at all. And it is very important to me to uh, connect with partners on the dance floor. So I bought him a Groupon for dance lessons. 
for Valentine's Day. But before Valentine's Day, I ended up breaking up with him. So I had this Groupon to still use. And due to COVID, it got delayed. And just about a month ago, I went in by myself. I didn't know you could learn ballroom without a partner. But I went in and after the first day, all the instructors encouraged me to compete uh, because of the potential that they saw in me. And I have had a joy and a new life within me uh, since hitting the dance floor formally in this way. I've, I've danced casually uh, before, but just knowing that I just signed up for my first competition, I've already skipped levels, now I have dancing shoes. And it was all because an ex didn't know how to dance, so knowing I would have never taken this step or bought that Groupon if he didn't need help dancing. So I have really learned that you never know the best that is yet to come and the hope that can come from heartbreak. Hi, this is Catalina. Um, I live in Seattle area and I had to share my story. So this is the worst and best day in the last year. Um, my brother had gone missing for more than 24 hours. Um, he had fallen maybe 30 feet. We can never, we're not sure exactly how, and broken, I believe 23 bones. Uh, but we were able to find him from help of family and friends automatically reached out um, when we posted that he had gone missing. Um, and since then, he's recovered. He got home less than a month uh, from his accident. And he is so much more present in our family and is always checking in and really appreciates us more um, than he did before. And so it, it's almost become a blessing that he went missing um, because our relationship has grown so much um, and he loves us all that more um, because we made that effort and because we weren't going to give up until we found him. My name is Brittany Fishburne and I'm calling from Boys Ranch, Texas. Um, a couple months ago we got news that my mom had stage 4 lung cancer um, which your mind automatically goes to, okay, she's not going to be here much longer. Um, the doctors, in fact, were very confident with that diagnosis. They were running with it. They were preparing for the treatment for it. We uh, just all began to pray. They called on all their prayer warriors, and we stormed the gates of heaven to believe for a miracle. And um, after further testing, the spots on her lungs no longer showed up as cancer. Um, she did end up having a biopsy of an area in her breast and she does have hormonal uh, breast cancer, which is a very, very mild cancer. In fact, the oncologist said that if anybody was to get cancer, this is the cancer that you would want to get. Um, life expectancy is high. It's just a mild, uh, pill form of chemo. So treatment is very mild. She should not have any complications. So we are thankful for the miracle of God taking away a stage four lung cancer diagnosis and allowing mom to be here much longer with all of us. I am Brittany from Tennessee. And the greatest thing that happened to me this year was completing my chemotherapy treatments. Hi, Carlos. My name is Caroline Chassel and I'm from Chicago land. And in the past year, Something that has been a miracle in my life is I now have a tiny computer in my chest. Um, a year ago, I found out that my heart was weak 
and it wasn't pumping correctly, it was only pumping at 27%. And after trying some medicine, the doctors said, this is what you need to have done. I needed to have a um, computer, basically, put in my chest to help my heart beat regularly. And two months ago, I had that put in. And I'm feeling better, um, but I go back to the doctor next week, actually. They'll be running a bunch of tests to see um, if it's working correctly. But based on how I feel, I think it's working. And it's a miracle because before I wasn't feeling that great. Um, I'm 49 years old and I could barely, you know, walk around my house. So it's a miracle and I'm super thankful. And even if the tests come back um, next week as not good, then I still have hope. Um, God's good no matter what. And I know that healing is slow. I just wanted to share my miracle with you and um, with your listeners. Thank you so much, Carlos. After 12 years of multiple super restrictive diets and tons of medication trials, my son finally was able to get on a new medication and start reintroducing foods and actually was able to finally have pizza for the first time in 12 years. I, um, I don't know why that last one made me cry. For a boy to just have pizza. Um, something that I know he's probably wanted for a long time. I'm so glad for you. Allison, for your little boy, I'm so glad for him. And I'm so glad that you shared it. And I'm so glad that so many of you guys shared your stories today. Um, This is going to be an episode that I go back to time and time again when I'm in need of hope, when I'm in need of um, just knowing that there are humans out there that have been through it, that are going through it. And, you know, just even like a couple stories ago, um, as we heard from Caroline, that even if the diagnosis comes back in a way that she doesn't want it to be, she says she still has hope. And that's, that's what I hope for. That, that's my hope for this show. It's my hope for you guys. Um, I'm, I'm feeling real weepy. Not because we did 10 episodes. Um, but because, um, nobody that, nobody, um, nobody knew who anybody else on this show, on this episode voted for. Nobody knew who anybody on this episode, if they marched in a march, if they believed in systemic anything. Nobody, nobody declared any of that. All they declared was their hope. And I'm just here to let you guys know and to remind you that you can find hope from people that don't think like you. 
that don't look like you, you, you can, and it's available. And this episode is an example of what I believe humanity can come back to. I believe we're just as close to healing as we are from chaos. And so I just say, go find it. You got the hope filled up inside your lungs. Go find it, friends. Thank you so much for hanging out for episode 10. Here's to 10 more. Let's do it. All right. Carlos Enrique Huitiguer Guzman Archivo Cabello saying, I love you guys so much. Thank you for the hope. And we'll see you next Thursday on Human Hope.